0: Hello, 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 and welcome everybody to another excellent episode of Game Over. I'm your father, son, and the goalie host Simon Pazdor, joined in solidarity by my, my two faithful squad mates, Adam Pazdor and Matthew Many. How are we doing, lads?
1: A little stressed, but
0: okay. Last week you were tired. Yeah. This week you're stressed. It's just yeah. not been a great little while for you, huh? Uh,
1: adjusting to uh, to going back to school and teaching and applying for grants is uh, it's things. Plus, I, you know, as you know, I am running two D and D campaigns, so yes, this, I just got a yeah. lot going on right now.
0: Sometimes, I mean, I'm also in school and working full time, and there are definitely days when I'm in the middle of like some bullshit homework assignment, and it's like I finished all this, you know, like it's. Learning is fun, but it's hard to go back to doing bullshit homework once you have, like, a real job. <laughs> yeah. like, isn't, wasn't this something you had to just suffer with when you were a young person, and now that I'm old as God, I don't have to deal with this anymore? Nope. Like, no. I
2: thought I checked this box and just didn't have to deal with this anymore. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, I can have vivid fantasies as a student. And not even just, like, a high school student, although definitely there, of, like, man, I can't wait to be an adult and my work ends at the end of the day. Wrong. And now I'm. Um, yeah, now I finish work and then I do more work. So that's just great. But enough about depression stories. <laughs> Matt, My day s- actually was great.
2: Oh, yeah, well, tell go. us. I yeah. know you got
0: something to update us on. I'm excited about that. Yes. Well, in like
2: totally unrelated video game news, I got hired for a new job today. Hey. So that's great. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, less importantly, but more relevant to what we're talking about, I. Did it. I made it to Mythic, the highest rank on uh, Magic Arena Constructed. Oh, congratulations. Hey, we got there. Yeah, well done. Yeah. There's basically nothing happens now. There's actually very little in-game rewards for getting there, mm-hmm. so I very much doubt I will, like, make the push uh to get there again, but hey, you know, I set it as a goal. I wasn't sure if I was going to do it and I actually made it there. So like, woo. Yeah. yeah. I that's was a uh, bit of, did a big old fist
0: pump earlier. Oh, just, yeah. George <laughs> just stands Costanza, <laughs> quit while you're ahead. I think at this point you just, yeah. yeah.
2: Well, th- the, the one thing, this is just very specific to, to this one game, but, um, the, the, the format that I mainly play, which is called historic, there is, there's no non ranked queue to play it. You can only play ranked if that's the mode that you want to play. Oh Wow. Um, because it's not, re- they don't really, it's, for a lot of people, it's, like, the main way how they play it. But for the Wizards of the Coast, they're just like, no, it's like a, that's just a little side thing. You know, here's the, like, the main mode that we want you to play. But I'm like, no, that one's way more fun. I'm going to do that. Um, but it does mean that, like, you know, when I decided I was going to make my push to, like, try and, like, climb the rank ladder. That I kind of had to stop playing all my, like, little kind of, like, silly for fun decks that, like, weren't very good. Because they were gonna just drag me down and stop me from being able to climb, um, so I am glad I, I I got there. But I very much doubt I'll do it again because you sort of just have to pick, you know, like a like a high highly competitive just kind of meta deck and just run with that the whole way, and you can't really, you know, you can't really play all your like silly little fun things. Um, so I very much doubt I'll do it again. But I'm I'm glad I got there.
0: So that's like I think aside from just general skill, I think that's the thing that's stopping me from getting. Super competitive at like Pokemon or whatever, because I'll play with like a meta Pokemon team, like a proper OU team that's like been balanced and shit. And I'll do like five battles. I'm like, this I I'm like Scott Pilgrim. This is boring. <laughs> I want to do one where everyone's a dog, or yeah. you know, yeah. And that's why I always found I always found it entertaining
1: when we do our kind of silly stuff. Because for me, also like there's in in Pokemon, and I suppose this is probably true of Magic as well. Um, there's kind of two skills, right? There's the skill of battling and there's the skill of team building. And Mm -hmm. I am like, okay, I'm, I'm not a competitive in either of those things, but of the two, I am a much better battler than I am team builder. Like on Showdown, I will often place very well when I play for a while on random battles because I'm very good at taking a team that I've been given and just making it work. But I am less good at figuring out what the EV spread should be for everything. And so that's why I always mm-hmm. enjoy when Simon and I do like the that like just the really weird shit. Like yeah, everybody's a dog, or everybody's first letter is P, or
0: yeah, um, dogs versus cats. Or, yeah, you do- know. yeah,
1: something like that. Where it's just the
0: generation battles. Yeah, was another fun one.
1: Yes, that was also cool, and that sort of thing. Where it's just like most of the, like it's not about knowing the tiers and and having all the the counters that you need. It's about you know here's. Here's a a team nobody, anyone serious would play with. Good luck.
0: I kind of would, now that we're talking about it, I kind of think it'd be fun to get another Pokemon turn started again. I know we did try to get one off the ground, I think either last year or the year before, and it didn't particularly work. But I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, gentlemen, none of us really have a good handle on what the fuck is going on this generation. (laughs) Because, like, Sword and Shield was just sort of like, eh, it happened. Like, while we were basically off an entire dlc came out and it's just like i didn't really hear a ton of fanfare about it i don't you guys did either yeah.
2: no this is the first time in like 10 years that i haven't basically kept up with pokemon all the way through or at least most of the way through to the next generation like yeah the dlc came out i don't even remember what's in it i think there's like some alternate forms for like the uh kanto legendary birds other than that, I honestly really don't remember because I just, I was so uninterested.
0: I think that might even be in the next one. Like, I, 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 I don't know. I don't think there was oh, much yeah, in this There's one. two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's two. There's one that still has yet to come out that I think is going to have more stuff. And then there's the one that just came out, which seems to universally be seen oh. as a disappointment, except for Cub fu is kind of cute, is pretty much all I've heard. Like, I was yeah. sitting on the Nintendo Switch store screen, like, debating buying it. And I was like, no. No. <laughs> yeah i like i would
2: probably play it and still enjoy it because it's pokemon like it can only be so bad you know but like there's just so many other things you know that i that i could be playing
0: exactly exactly yeah when you're an adult you have so little time and so many things to play so i do want to fucking eight minutes into our episode here i do want to get through some house cleaning first of all if you want to housekeeping i should say i I never clean if you (laughs) want to uh hit us up on Facebook and tell us if you want to be involved with in this Pokemon tournament that we may or may not be starting. Probably not. Probably just going to be the three of us if we do. But That's okay. Uh, feel free to hit us up on Facebook. Facebook.com slash GameOverUMFM. If you go there, right now, you will see the other major announcement. That, that is after, like, two years, we are finally on Spotify. So you can find the Spotify link to Game Over on our Facebook page. Uh, and if you don't want to do that, I don't know what to tell you. You're listening to us somehow. So just find us on Facebook. Yeah. (laughs) Or, uh, yeah, I I can't really. Or just look us up on Spotify if you can find it. We're, I still desperately want to do a rebrand so we're more search engine optimizable. And the other reason is I was playing or I was talking to a few uh, friends I made playing Among Us this past week and I sent them the game over link and I was trying to, that's what spurred me to want to get it on spotify because i was like oh shit we might be able to expand a little bit here this is pretty cool and for all i know they were just like sure i'll put it on in the background just to give you a view and make you feel better but you know what it does make me feel better so thank you very much <laughs> uh but the other thing obviously is it's so embarrassing i find to tell someone the name of the game it's like it's game over you're never gonna fucking find it let yeah. me get you a link <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, uh, we have a name. I'll, I'll make, you know what? I'll put on an open casting call here. We have a name. We have a design. We have a color scheme we like. Uh, what we haven't been able to do is nail down a graphic designer. Well, not nail down, hire it would be the way to do it. Yes. They would be very productive if we nailed them down. But uh, we had someone you we were talking to. They decided they got busy with exams. Fair, I guess. And they bailed. Uh, I had another couple people that kind of fell through as well. So, if uh, you want to do a little bit of cutesy graphic design work for us, Again, feel free to message us on Facebook and I'll get in contact with you and maybe make that happen. And then I would like to, because we've been talking about this for like two years, maybe by the end of the year, have a brand new relaunch. I think it would be pretty exciting. That'd be pretty cool. I'd be thrilled about that. Okay, so that's pretty much the end of the housekeeping news. There was some stuff that we didn't talk about last week that I wanted to get to. There's also some stuff that happened this week that I wanted to get to. And I just want to get back to some good old discussion episodes like we used to do remember the good old days boys remember the good old days because last week it was
2: like see each other
0: yeah let me give you 38 pieces of news in 20 minutes and let's just all react on the fly adam do you like it kind of okay good enough let's go (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) and and now you don't have to listen to like 50 percent of our episodes (laughs) yeah exactly hey don't tell them the secret uh so while we were gone in the break as well first of all uh, I saw a, a hilarious meme that compared Among Us to this little game that came out called Marvel's Avengers. <laughs> and it was like $5 indie game from two years ago. Took the world by storm. Game based on the probably the biggest media property in the past 10 years. Really no one, as far as I could tell, particularly gives a shit. Like, I, I haven't bought it. I don't particularly want to. Apparently, the story is okay, so I watched part of, like, this is the weirdest Google of my day, uh, Avengers, the game, the movie, just like, (laughs) I don't want to get the movie, the game, but I also want to get, don't want to get the movie, it's okay, Avengers, the game, I mean, I would
2: take the movie, the game, that sounds like it might be fun compared to what we got, yeah,
0: yeah, if it was based on the first
1: one, it would be fun,
0: yeah, the second one would also... The second one, I feel like, is probably the most traditional beat up possible, because it's just like, how many robots can oh, you kill by true. pressing X, X, Y? Yeah. X, X, Y. And then someone figures out a combo by throwing in B somewhere in there, and you're like, how the fuck did you do that? Yeah. Uh, and then, the, of course, Infinity War and Endgame would just be depression in the movie, but that's okay, too. <laughs> Sometimes that's exactly what you need. But, yeah, Avengers came out. I haven't played it. I watched some reviews of it. And, uh... It just seems like the most advanced beat-em-up yet. You know, like, back in the day when you played those side-scrolling beat-em-ups, and it was like, press this button, kill this guy, and like, he'll just have one animation for falling backwards until he falls over. Yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like those evolved into, like, the Marvel Ultimate Alliance type things. Oh, yeah. And yeah, then, yeah. yeah, and then That's the this. the X-Men, whatever the hell the X-Men ones were X-Men called. X-Men Mutant Academy. At, X-Men Mutant Well, no, no, no. I think that was the actual fighter. Oh, What was the X-Men one? Oh, you're right. Um, Where you're running around. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I know what you mean.
0: We had one. Someone someone can think of it. But uh, I think this is like the new natural evolution of it. And again, apparently the actors that they got did a great job. Apparently the story is pretty good. No one seems to be that thrilled with the multiplayer parts, which I've heard described as destiny. And I really still, to this day, don't have a good handle what the fuck the multiplayer is. But potentially on popular opinion i think i'm just done with that genre you know like fighting has gone so far beyond it 10 20 years ago when i was playing those type of games it was like well yeah it's kind of wacky but how else are you going to be able to play mr fantastic and the thing and mrs fantastic and the human torch they're so different so whatever let the combat be terrible yeah and now it's like nope we have great games now (laughs) There's, yes, you can be there's no excuse for that type of stuff. Yeah, be yeah exactly. So, have you guys heard anything different, or is this just kind of a it sort of slithered out and no one particularly cares?
1: I, I've definitely heard Most, the Destiny comparison. I
2: have heard that. Yeah, a lot. I have hmm. too. Most of what I've heard is just sort of like grindy, loot boxy, like needless, like needlessly sort of like shoehorned RPG elements.
1: Yeah,
2: like it, it's just I was never like hyped up for it but when i I watched a couple of reviews and it just it just seems so bland to me like there's just like i just look at it and there's nothing to get excited about
0: Mm -hmm. yeah like i remember when the, the trailer first came out and everyone was like are these dollar store no name brand avengers yes and like the designs i think improved a little bit but still considering like i'm as close to a marvel fanboy as you can get to and i think both you guys are as well like go to every movie opening night and all that kind of jazz and for this to come out and it's just like okay like it's it's pretty sad yeah yeah
1: like
2: if, if someone was to give a one sentence review i feel like the most likely answer would be like well it exists <laughs> Yep, it sure does if you,
0: if you have uh 80 burning a hole in your pocket there it is and that's that okay yeah. so uh, moving on to something potentially less depressing, and there was a bit of, uh, Nintendo news that came out a while ago, but the big thing, I think, is that the Nintendo Mario 3D Collection launched, like, this past week or two. I think it's been out for two weeks now, but it's a, it's a full $80 game that you can either buy digitally or in-store, and it is Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, excuse me, and Mario Galaxy packaged together and, uh, I think, updated a bit. But either way, that seems to have quite good reviews. And I can totally understand it because it's like you have every generation covered there. You know, yeah, it's I mean like, those
2: are three fantastic games.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's like if you're a gamer today, there's a very good – if you're like over the age of – when did Galaxy come out? Like 2009? So if Something you're like over that, the, the age of like 15, basically if you have disposable money in your pocket, you probably have really, really fond memories with at least one of these games, and there's really no overlap because the people who played like Mario 64 as a kid might have been a little too old for Sunshine. Like I was a little bit too young for 64, but Sunshine hit me right the right time. I know a few people who was just like didn't play a ton of Sunshine or whatever, but they got the Wii Train and then Galaxy was their shit. So it's like, man, really smart to package three of your heavy hitters together.
2: Mm-hmm. It's unlikely. Unless you're someone was like a very like dedicated Nintendo fan that they like actually hit all three of those.
0: Yeah, but those people definitely exist. But you're absolutely right. Those were three games which each popped into the the mainstream for different reasons. So haven't got it. I might go on sale. The Nintendo doesn't put their stuff on sale a lot. But it's like if that somehow dropped to like twenty bucks, I would definitely get it and just relive my childhood, for sure.
2: Oh yeah, this is a big like potential like boxing day pickup for me you know like the stack of games that i need to play is getting quite high so it's not like super high on the list but you know as just like something that if yeah if it goes on sale like i would be thrilled to to pick it up and just you know go back and play some of the old stuff
0: yeah just relive your youth speaking of reliving your youth uh we talked a little bit about demon souls last week but i do want to get kind of more of your opinion on it that was one of the things i wanted to go back to uh because i mean it looks very pretty but we don't know, beyond one thing I'm about to mention, we don't know if there are any mechanical changes. I'm willing to bet there's at least one, and that's the original Demon Souls. To my knowledge, I think it just had one server, right? If you put your sign down, it showed up in everyone on planet Earth's world because they just didn't expect them to be able to play it, and they were probably right back in 2008. But that was a big selling feature for me because it was like, you have no problem matchmaking with your friends. Yeah, I would be astonished if... If that was back in and they didn't have separate servers like they did in Dark Souls and Dark Souls 2 and Dark Souls 3. So I bet that's going to be changed. We also know that there are pre-order bonuses for weapons. So kind of give me a combination. Maybe we'll start with Matt. A combination of what do you think they're going to change? What do you want changed? Do you want some story expansion? What's going on with that sixth Archstone? Where do you think they're going to go with this?
2: for me the changes that I want are mostly just the quality of life things um, you know like you know use the Dark Souls 3 online system like it's just you know it's it works much better than you know what they were doing you know in in 2007 or whatever it was um, you know like the omnidirectional rolling stuff like that um, I don't really want them to make any substantial gameplay changes to it um, you know I, I don't I don't want them to throw a demon Souls skin, on you know Dark Souls Four, um, you know I, I I I like that it's a remake, not just a remaster, because it lets them address some of the things. However, I am worried at at the amount of changes. When I first saw that they were gonna make some changes, I'm like, oh sweet, like you know this, you know they'll be addressing more of the issues than the Dark Souls remaster did. And now looking at it, I'm like, maybe it's going a little bit too far. It's still hard to say because we don't know all that much. Um, but I know, like, even just like watching the trailers from the PS5 event uh, last week or, or two weeks ago, whenever it was, um, you know, like it it looks quite different, um, and so I'm 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 kind of uh, a little bit a little bit wary of it. Um, I I don't mind stuff like like items as DLC bonuses as long as it's not like a you know put it on your guy and never take it off and you can run through the whole game like no problem. Um, with the, with the archstone thing, I think this is actually a really good opportunity for them to, to like have some DLC for the game. Um, that was always one of the, kind of one of those things that I was disappointed, never really got paid off in the original. So I, I'd, I'd love to see some kind of, of DLC. I hope the game, I hope the game's popular enough, uh, for it to get that. I imagine it will be. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to DLC and some of like the new quality of life things, but I'm, I'm kind of cautious for uh, for some
1: of the changes that might be coming.
0: Fair enough, Adam. Where are you with this?
1: I mean, it's weird for me not to be the most pessimistic one in the room. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I'm actually I'm I'm quite still excited. I I'm with Matt on the sense that I don't want them to change too much. Um, but I also I think that that six Archstone thing should be part of the game because it's been it's been more than a decade. If you want me to pay full price for this thing. Uh, you actually have to give me some new content and not just a admittedly much prettier skin. Uh, but I am still I'm still quite optimistic about it. I don't want I'm with Matt and also in that I don't want them to change anything about the core experience. Uh, the quality of life stuff sure, um, but most of the stuff I don't want them to. As he said, turn it into Dark Souls Four. I want to keep like the the magic system the way it was and and all of like everything that made Demon Souls play like Demon Souls. I think is important to stay because the one thing that, that I would argue that Demon's Souls does better than even any of its sequels is Atmosphere and, like, maybe Agreed. Bloodborne. If you're really into... If you're into Lovecraft, then Bloodborne did a great job. But but Demon's Souls, just... The Atmosphere was was pitch perfect, and I'm worried that anything they do to try and sort of modernize it will ruin that. And that it can be a problem even in the graphics thing because part of the the horror effect is not being able to see things clearly and if they made everything high definition then
0: they're obliged to you know show stuff to you yeah that's the classic you don't want to upgrade up like the original resident evil and now all of a sudden you can see the zombies or whatever clearly you know that's the that is definitely the classic thing i i'm going to be in total agreement with you guys i think i'm probably yeah a little more optimistic than matt not that matt sound like overly pessimistic yeah i should but I, I should say i'm
2: still very excited for it in general i know i pretty much
0: only said negative things i'm
2: still really <laughs> looking forward.
0: To it. no yeah i think it will be a good time to, to throw in the sixth arch stone. and even if it doesn't like necessarily match the quality of the rest of the world because miyazaki's not working on it like whatever you know you're making a room uh remake if you want to throw in your own little thing you know it's kind of like doing a cover act and you throw in your own solo or stuff like that right like you're making such a because it's such a labor of love that if you want to throw in something that's not taking away from anything else, but it's throwing something extra in, I don't think most people would have too much of a problem with that. I I totally agree with you though. Like Dark Souls three, like last year, Adam or no, it was earlier this year. I have no fucking concept of time, but I think it was this year. We played Dark Souls two and then started Dark Souls three, and that showed me two things that I do not want to go back to Demon Souls. First of all, I thought the combat in Demon Souls is nice and slow. Uh, whereas Dark Souls Three, the combat is like lickety split, fucking fast. Oh, and and like you're rolling all over, you're slashing too fast. You have these like huge slash animations. It was just a little too anime, and I kind of liked. Even though I'm about to talk about how Demon Souls can get broken, I kind of liked how it was just this more traditional, you know, sword and shield go in there, kind of muck it up type type of stuff. No wonder you did. Get Sorry, what the were you gonna born. say? <laughs> That's yeah. <all. laughs> Small wonder indeed. The more frantic like, I... of them all. Well. Yeah, we'll see when I finally finish Bloodborne or Sekiro because I've gotten like, you know, a chunk in each but uh, all Swedish no finish as I would say online. Yes. The other thing is I I really hope they don't make any attempt to balance it especially when it comes to PvE because you could break demons souls if you knew what you were doing, but that was also part of the fun experience is that you would find a way to like make it to new game plus 6 or whatever because you had these insane things. But also it was more of a uh an arcade type of game than the other ones which are more of a survival game right so if you're a little more overpowered I feel like that fit in a little bit more like in Dark Souls it was you know a struggle to get to the end of it so the fact that you were underpowered kind of made sense in Demon Souls the odds are I think stacked even higher against you than in Dark Souls particularly but it's because you're meant to keep going in like a ramming your head at this until you finally get through it's just a different experience and I think it's more forgiving of the a lack of balance, if you know what you're doing, you know, especially as you said with magic. I don't want them to fuck up magic. I played a lot of melee builds, but it's just so much fun to just go through and and feel like a proper badass wizard in that game too. There's no denying it.
1: Well, one of the things. Uh, but oh, the, sorry.
0: You... Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. You go. You go ahead.
1: Yeah. So the the big thing that I really liked was that the the bosses and some of the levels were were puzzle like. So I'm thinking of the the Dragon God and the Tower of Latria, where a lot of the the struggle of it wasn't can you dodge roll the right way but it was can you figure out how you have to do this and and i like that like i mean don't get me wrong i think a big part of dark souls isn't as is always going to be sort of that reflex test and that the trial of attrition but i think there's an important point to having something where you can just be like oh i get this and it's not about not about your muscle memory but it's about your brain and figuring out where you have to go and what you have to do, and that how that suddenly turns the impossible into the almost trivial, and that's I think is a big moment of catharsis that the other games in this series just don't have.
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, the other games, the bosses are all. You're exactly right. It teaches you the the thing that they want to teach you is. Watch their movements, watch their strikes. When they pull back, you know, you have to dodge to the right. And you do, like, that kind of stuff. And you almost get into this, like, DDR type of trance where you're working your way through the game and you know how to dodge, you know how to weave, and you know how to bob. And you could play Demon Souls that way. But I totally agree. And it's not something that I expect them to take out. But I totally agree. That's that's one of the things that made Demon's Souls unique. It was, like, you could just ram your head against it and play the way you could do the other ones. And I think Flame Lurker is probably the one boss where it's like, we will not give you a choice. You need to learn how to fight him. Like, that's yeah. the puzzle of this boss is, is learning that. But for pretty much every other boss that I can think of off the top of my head, it's like, okay, you could do that. Or if there's some gimmick and you can feel clever, then you can do that. And it's kind of appropriate because now that we're all playing D&D each week, I was talking to one of our uh, D&D mates, Ryan, after the last session, and he tried to do something phenomenally stupid in the session, which was, in the middle of a dungeon, convince some goblins that he was trying to sell them stuff when he's a half-elf. It's like, that's there's no fucking way on planet Earth that's going to work. But part of the beauty of d d is that you don't have to go in, and if you could make something that wasn't quite that stupid, you could find an alternate way of doing things. And that is a bit of the joy that Demon Souls provided. It's like, yeah, sure, you could just slash everything until you win. But if you're paying attention, you can do things a little bit more efficiently. For sure. I'm, I'm really excited, actually, for more of the world to get a chance to play Demon Souls, especially since it's a launch title. It's like, man, that's particularly like, I, I was listening to the podcast last week and Matt said, you know, I've been excited about consoles before, but I'm hyped for PS5. And that's the boat that I'm in, too. And it's probably because their launch lineup looks really strong. And to be honest, I would pay seven, eight hundred dollars to have that first run experience with a FromSoft game again. That's so valuable. You know, it's the same way it's like, Adam, we bought an Xbox One exclusively to play Rock Band yes. back when we bought it. Yeah. It's like we're spending $500 to be able to play Rock Band again. Well, that's because the experience of playing Rock Band when you have everything together is worth that amount of money. To be the, the first run in the Demon Souls game is also worth that amount of money. The other thing I'm kind of worried about, especially after we played Dark Souls 3, how the hell are they going to balance the concept of uh, quote-unquote smurfing in demon souls i think demon souls had like soul level right that's how you handle it
1: i think so it's and you just had a soul
0: range but now I'm, I'm kind of forgetting i think there was a a ring that stopped you from leveling up but like if you just let a souls game run its course that seemed to be the unfortunate aftermath of it is you just have a ton of people who figured out how to beat the game at level 10 and they just got their kicks by obliterating people excuse me who had a day job and didn't have the time and just wanted to play a game and uh, fuck you, to all of those people. <laughs> I know you paid the game, and that's how you want to play. But like, I'm just intrinsically pissed at people whose whose type of play is making other people's day worse. Like, if you enter into a PvP, and uh, like you're both combative, sure, that's the game. And even in Dark Souls and Demon Souls, you can get invaded. Sure, but you're supposed to be around the same soul level. If you're breaking the game in order to ruin someone's day, you're a piece of shit. I do not like you. Yeah. Do not subscribe to us on Spotify if you're one of those people. That Spotify link is not for you. Yeah. I worked damn hard to get that.
1: Well, and it's like, and it because it totally killed our Dark Souls three run. When in the first fucking level, like there were just constant invasions, and I'm like, okay, fine. If you're one of the people who who likes invading people, whatever. Leave the noobs alone. Like, yeah, leave the
0: tutorial
1: world alone. Like, that was crazy. Yeah, yeah there was, there's something, like, weirdly
2: vindictive about, like, like level 1-1 one, one being, like, the PvP hotspot. Yeah, yeah. You know? Like, just fix fuck some mid-game so people can at least have a chance to fight back, you know? Yeah. There's
0: an inherent, too, like, I don't want to get too toxic about it, but there... It does seem like an inherent feeling of gatekeeping, you know? It's just, like we've played that game before and we know that we enjoyed it but imagine that was our first experience with dark souls 3 where we're just like you know what fine we'll give dark souls 3 a try start playing it you know what fuck this game and fuck this community they're all toxic and fuck them you know like yeah. you're you're actually pulling people away from the series that you love so much which is awful
1: yeah yeah
2: i don't i don't like having to turn like going to offline mode but like in every souls game so far there's there's been like an area where i just feel the need to do that because it's impossible to actually progress
0: i mean maybe it's again another controversial opinion for you i wouldn't mind if they let you make like your own closed server and just play the game co-op because as far as i can tell or as far as i'm concerned that's a legitimate way to do it they have the capacity to have npc invaders if you really want to have someone get the experience of getting invaded and there's plenty of npc black phantoms and demon souls so it's not like that's not there but it's just like a huge part of this game is playing it co-op with your buddies. And then just one prick who's got a lot of time on his hands can totally ruin that for you. So it's like, yeah, if they decided that they were going to make it a little more user-friendly and say, hey, nope, closed server, fuck you. Yeah. I would I would totally welcome that.
1: Or even if there was like, and you can even put this in the game because they've had the concept of covenants, but like, because if, if they had a similar one to whatever the the way of, was it the way of white?
0: One, the Way of White was where you could yeah. call friends. Yeah, yeah,
1: where it was like, you just, you pick this covenant and we just reduce the number of people who invade you. Like, because we had, there, yeah. there's the other one where it's like, if you get invaded a, a Guardian of Blue comes in. Where it's like, that's, that's close. But maybe just, maybe just scale
0: it down. And then you can have yeah, a co- good in theory. Yeah. But then if there's no Guardians of Blue around, you're screwed. Tough shit. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, if they, even if they just had that, where it's like you, you go to this covenant and, you know, you get a tenth of the invaders, and then you have another one. You go to this covenant, and you get just get invaded all the time because that's what some people want.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I, you know, I know the. Well, I don't want to turn this into a Demon Souls podcast because that's not necessarily what it is. But maybe, so maybe we can move on. But I know what the invasion people are going to say. If you're out there and you love invasions, I know what you're sitting there saying. You're sitting there saying, "Get good." I don't have time. I'm good. I'm as good as I'm going to get, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you're saying, well, you know, you can have multiple phantoms. and just one of me. Yeah, you've got the world on your side and cheap tricks. So still fuck you. Yeah. Still fuck you as far as I'm concerned. Okay, so a couple other things. Uh, the Witcher 3. It's been a while since I brought that up, huh? I found a way to sneak it in here. But we got a, a press release from CD Projekt Red that they've shortened – the campaign of cyberpunk 2077 because of complaints the witcher 3 was just too damn long are games too long no i mean yes but no the witcher 3
1: was, <laughs> the witcher 3 was not too long you know it was too long assassin's creed that game, was, that, Odyssey. game <laughs> that game was too long well because like, because it's all about it's a it's not about length it's about content right like i didn't play a whole lot of the witcher 3 but i played enough of it to know that the reason it's long is because there's shit to do when the only thing mm-hmm. getting in you in the way of you finishing your game is the fact that you need to be level 100 to beat this boss and you're level 47 that's not content that's just grind
0: Yeah, well, I I don't know that anyone would necessarily agree with that, but I think, yeah, like, the story in The Witcher 3, the story itself is probably, like, 40 hours-ish, maybe a little bit longer. And that is pretty long, and I fucking love it. But I can also understand a game company being looking at it like, hey, only uh, 40% of people made it to the end of our game. And, like, the ending was something that we slaved over for, like, maybe... Maybe "slaved" is the wrong word when you're talking about game development. The end is something that we uh, worked diligently on for months and months on end, and only like sixty percent of people are making it to it or whatever it is. I can kind of understand that. I think there's a there is a sense of there's a sense of you want the extra content to be intrinsically satisfying in and of itself, and so it's like games aren't too long. People don't get sick of their favorite games, but if you want to finish the story, to finish the story. That's one thing. And if you have like separate stuff and what my mind is going to right now is even though we have another good Spider-Man game, still Spider-Man two on the old consoles is like, how long was the story? I don't know. Not very long. What did (laughs) I spend most of my time doing? Crime fighting. It was just fucking fun swinging around. So if you want to have a long game, that's clearly the way to go, which is kind of surprising to me because I would assume that uh, cyberpunk also has plenty of side missions, but I guess what they're saying is, Hey, in order to get to credits, who just put a few less missions in your way, Matt. How do you feel about our game's too long, Mister Guy who hasn't finished <laughs> enough <laughs> games? Our yeah. game's too long.
2: <laughs> I mean, I don't think so. Like, it very rarely have I actually got ever gotten to the end of the game and been like, "Wow, that was really long." You know, mm-hmm. I either don't get there, not because it's not too, not because it's too long, just because I get bored of it. Um, but then that
0: means it's too long, doesn't it? A game, if it's designed properly, should have you on a constant string of excitement until you get to the end. And if it's lost you, I think there's an argument to be made that that means it's too long.
2: No, I suppose that's fair. Um, I I mean, I guess ideally every game is, you know, (laughs) fun and interesting enough that you can go on essentially as long as you want. Um, But no, yeah, yeah, I I definitely see your point. That's that's probably true. Um, I, I think I don't really like the idea that uh, a studio is essentially artificially shortening or lengthening their game. I think just however much is right for that game, for that story, do that. Um, and it, like, you know, if, if Cyberpunk's story needs to be longer than the witchers, then it's longer than the witchers. You know, I, I don't think it's, it's a good idea to go in and just say like, Hey, we need to shorten this. Well, why? Well, cause it needs to be shorter. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it if it's meant to be that long and that's how long you need to like satisfyingly tell the story, then just do that.
0: Just like my mom told me with my first pet gerbil, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I I kind of agree. I mean, I love the Witcher for its length, but I've also played it like two or three times now. And this last time I got stalled out about, you know, 30, 40 hours in. So I was thinking like, yeah, I guess on one hand, that is a pretty long game. But um, it's not
2: obscenely long. Like, it's not... No. You know, you're and a not lot of it like is like, a top uh, ten list of longest games ever kind of thing.
0: No, and a lot of that is, again, the side quest that I was doing, because I was going for, like, a more completionist run. But I would... It'd be interesting to see what... I'm sure they have all the numbers, right? To see if someone just mainlined The Witcher 3. How What's the length of that versus the length of Cyberpunk 2077? Mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious about that. So, speaking of games, there are two more topics that I want to get to. They're both relatively quick. The first one, the I believe I have the name right because I've, I've been kind of paying peripheral attention to it. The RTX 380 came out. That's the new graphics card by NVIDIA. And it seems to have taken the world by storm, although in Googling it to make sure I got the name right, I just saw a ton of articles on how it was freezing people's PCs. So maybe not. Oh, dear. <laughs> maybe do research before you buy it, people. But I think, like last night, I, I bought for $15 Shadow of War and all its DLCs. I played the game, it was too long, and I didn't finish it, <laughs> and yet they got my fucking money again, just to see what the DLCs were like. But like, that game came out, what, two years ago? Probably 2018?
1: Is it that recent? I would bet. I it was longer. Something like that. I, I, well, Shadow I of like Mordor is longer. Somewhere.
0: Yeah, I feel like Shadow of War is, is not too, too, too long ago. But either way, that game came out, I would say it's like a middle of the generation type of game. And on my PC, it was like... Oh, 2017. Yeah. Three, almost exact... Three years almost three to the day. Three years ago yeah. yes. to the day. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, three years ago yesterday. Well, I, uh, I'll take it back. So three years ago to yesterday, it came out. And my computer was like... It looked a little bit like a 360 game. It had to lower the graphics. So I was like, oh, shit. I need to upgrade this PC. And then I discovered I really have no fucking idea how to upgrade this PC. I don't even know where to start. So I think... Look for me on Reddit, how to build a PC, Um, pushing a post and begging for people's help. But is that something you guys know? Matt, I know you just bought a PC. Did you kind of buy something ready out of the box? And Adam, I think you have the most experience. But to my knowledge, none of us are like the whole hardware guys. You know, like you see people talk about PCs on Reddit and like Twitter and stuff. And they just like know every tiniest little bit about their PC. I'm like, oh my God, like it's good, I think.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, when I bu- when I bought my uh my my gaming laptop, um, you know, I, w- I watched a lot of reviews and stuff like that and like read lots of things about it, but I don't actually understand the, you know, w- once you get beyond just like size of hard drives and like amount of RAM and stuff like that, I'm kind of lost honestly when it comes to hardware specs. Um, so I did a lot of research, but it was mostly just like like, you know, you watch the video and then the person says like, oh, and like, it's pretty good. I'm like, OK, so it's pretty good. Good, <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm
1: really not like a, a hardware guy. Yeah, I have a master's degree in this
0: and I'm not a hardware guy either. So, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's no excuse for you. Yeah. Me and Matt with our fucking arch degrees, we need, we're we relying on you. Adam. <laughs> I mean, I know what some of the
1: numbers mean, but yeah, I don't keep track of, of every little detail of, of my computer. Like Matt said, once you get past hard drive space and RAM, um and then a couple other little details that I'm I'm just as lost as anyone else, especially with the graphics cards because they name them so unhelpfully. Um, yeah, you just you just have but to I, go and look up
0: comparisons by people who know what they're doing. I mean, I was looking it up and people are just like the newest and don't quote me on any of this, but like the for the for my type of graphics card, it was like the newest ones like in the fourteen to fifteen hundred range, not dollars, like that's their name. Yeah. And it's like, but you're pretty okay if you have something in the 900 range. I opened mine, and it was 290. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> That's not great. Yeah. yeah. So uh, also hit us up on Facebook if you want to help a sad Simon uh, build a gaming PC with literally no budget whatsoever. But it's funny. Like, this is just the next case of when you're an adult and you're a millennial, before you buy anything, you have to go on Google for four hours, try to become as much of an expert as possible. And then, uh, and then immediately forget all the information. Like when we bought a 3D printer, it was like, okay, I need to become a 3D printer expert in the next 36 hours. Yep. And, and I don't know become... what any of those words made, but, you yeah. know.
2: And you become just enough of an expert to, like, start doubting yourself. Yes.
0: Yes, exactly. You have to know enough to know that you don't know anything, and then you're good. Yes. You have to hit that level of, uh, of mastery. So, yeah. Look for, look for updates on that, be building a PC, and just kind of delving more into the PC gaming world. Because even though new consoles are coming out, I don't think anyone who's realistic is denying that. If graphics cards become more and more affordable, it's just the way to go, for sure. So last but not least, uh, the, I sent you guys a little bit of homework before the show started. Starfield has apparently leaked. Now there's been a lot of people who have like industry insiders, wink-wink, nudge-nudge, have kind of said this stuff looks pretty legit. So we're taking this not as just like a Smash Bros, you know, whoever's going to be in it leak, where they're just guessing. Uh, This seems to be pretty legit. So three images have leaked. You can't find them on the Discord server for Bethesda because they keep getting taken down, which again, may be a good sign. But you can find them on Reddit if you just give it a quick look, including just going to r slash Starfield. So this is a game that they announced with like, the tiniest. How did Matt describe it last week? A Metroid Four teaser trailer, uh, two years mm-hmm. ago at E3, where they revealed basically nothing. But I was like, ah, Andromeda was terrible. Is this? Is it for me? To quote that new meme. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and fucking maybe it also looks very Bethesda because like the camera's level with your ass, which is such a Bethesda thing. Like if you look at the character in that one picture, it just yeah. looks like the Fallout Hips camera, up. it really, yeah, is. exactly. Yeah. So, that again, I would think gives it a little bit of credibility. But if you look at it, you have what looks like your meter, your gauge, you have oxygen, you have CO2. So, probably if you're going on EVAs to use the technical term, uh, you actually have to like monitor how much oxygen you expend while you're out there, which is interesting. It looks like there's a gravity meter so if you're going to different worlds is it going to be more gravity less gravity I'm not totally sure what the thing in the top left is I think that the thing slightly below it is time of day but there's a lot of stuff on that little gauge that I don't totally recognize the picture with the character looks like neat it looks yeah. like it could use a little bit of a polish it, I mean this apparently these images are from 2 years ago so who knows but looks like he's on a planet, and you could see a planet in the distance in the top half. And then last but not least, what I think is really impressive is the ship picture. Yeah. It's yeah, very it cool. detailed. There's a lot of stuff going on it. And the, the, the word that I've used heard used to describe it is this is hard sci-fi. This is not soft, you know, like everything just kind of works. This looks like they went into the nitty-gritty to try and create a, a more realistic, gritty-feeling sci-fi. So maybe even though I just compared it to Mass Effect... Maybe this is going to be more like a Firefly, Outer Worlds, uh, what's the other one that I really like? Rebel Galaxy type of gritty alien would be like the progenitor probably of it, right? Then yeah. a Star Trek, Mass mm-hmm. Effect, Star Wars, like clean and pretty sci-fi. So I probably prefer the clean and pretty sci-fi if I was just between the two. But these images have me excited about this game for the first time in two years. Just Maybe we'll start with Adam because you're... I guess, technically the bigger Bethesda fan as it stands right now. What did, uh, what do you think about those images? I mean, it's, it's really too early to tell. Um, but I agree. But that's not good radio. Yeah. I need, I need, I need flaming rage reactions from you, Adam. That's what gets the clicks. Okay, fine. Why isn't this in
1: my hands now? (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Um, it does look really good. Um, I like the survival thing. As you know, I played a lot of that Hardline Shipbreaker for a while there. And so I'm, I'm totally down to be in actual space for a while. I felt that was a major letdown of Mass Effect in that you didn't spend enough time in space, in this space game.
0: Space wasn't scary.
1: Yeah, space wasn't in scary. In Mass Effect. Yeah,
0: and I, th- I would appreciate a game where space is scary. Well, then play yeah, Hardline
1: sure. Shipbreaker because space is plenty scary. Um, <laughs> especially when the controls fuck up and you ram yourself into the side of a, uh, ship. So there's that. Ooh. It, it's, it's, it's a bit that. buggy, but it's still good. Um, but yeah, so I like that. The, the oxygen CO2 thing is neat. So it's not just a, you're running out of oxygen. It's you're actually building up CO2 in your suit, which is cool.
0: Hmm. I heard some people theorizing that potentially that might have to do with the gravity. Like if you're on a higher gravity world, you'll be using more oxygen more quickly because you have to exert more yeah so it's just like you can't handle if you're in a fight because I assume they'll be fighting obviously but if you're in a fight you can't handle that combat the same way on a very low gravity world as you would on a very high gravity world which i find tremendously appealing yeah that would be pretty cool um so
1: yeah no I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic but as I said we really just don't know anything right now but if it's uh, totally fair. if it's mass effect fallout then' i'm, I'm so I'm so down.
0: Yeah, yeah that's that a good great. sales pitch.
1: <laughs>
2: Matt, yeah, what do you think? Yeah. I, I'm, like, kind of in the middle of, like, a big space kick right now. I watched the the Netflix, like, Challenger documentary, which probably shouldn't get you excited for space. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but it did. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I've been watching tons of, like, space YouTube videos and stuff like that. So when you sent me these pictures, I'm like, I wasn't really excited for this game until right now because I honestly just sort of forgot it existed. Um, but, yeah, like, if it's if it's just, like, a more serious Mass Effect, like ish. I mean obviously it won't be exactly the same, but um, I'm I'm really down for that kind of a thing. Like not like not necessarily hardcore space exploration. Maybe, you know, like a little bit in between the two um, would would probably be my, my cup of tea. Um, but I'm really looking forward to it. I, I agree with Adam where I, I always wish there was more space in Mass Effect. Like I want to fly a spaceship. That sounds awesome. Yeah. You know, and if if we can get like a um, you know a, a more like serious maybe grounded well no, not grounded at space but you know um slightly more realistic uh kind of version of that I, i'm super excited which i i feel like is sort of what they're they're going for i i, I read a, a bit of a few articles about it and um and uh todd forget his last name but you know bethesda Howard. todd yeah You know, like, that he went to SpaceX and, like, met with Elon Musk and, like, saw what they were working on and sort of, you know, to get a feel of what, like, you know, current space travel is actually like. Um, And, you know, I saw, saw, read a couple of comments about how they, you know, they were, they weren't finding, or sorry, they weren't struggling with ways to make it serious. They were, like, needing to find some ways to, like, gamify it a little bit. Um, So I think it'll be a a pretty, like, interesting, maybe more realistic look at a, a space game than we've had in a while.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do for, like, combat and enemies and stuff, because obviously that's where Mass Effect Andromeda really screwed up, is just that it was the guys that you were fighting in the worlds that you were in weren't particularly exciting. So is it going to be, like, a very, uh, like, realistic, as you said, where there might not be a ton of aliens and, like, the challenge is just surviving in the world? Because I don't know how they would gamify that, as you just said, but if they could figure that out that would be really satisfying or is it going to be you are playing in a fantasy universe where there's tons of different races and all that kind of stuff we we don't know this i would bet on that second one just based on the look of the ship because to me that that ship doesn't look like a doesn't look like a you got to get that from a government shop you know it looks like that's just someone's beater that they have you know yeah ver- very very much similar the f- to the, the outer worlds
1: world, the firefly sort of thing yeah.
0: yeah 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 exactly it that's not something like in mass effect every ship that you get is like from the alliance so it's like well they're gonna look clean they're gonna look military and all that kind of stuff and i know there's a firefly out there just
1: screaming at me it's
0: called serenity i know
1: calm down (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah well yeah firefly if you're a big firefly fan you'll honestly you'll love the outer world and then i it's a game that i really like maybe i'll go back and play it fuck it uh but also go play rebel galaxy that's a shockingly fun space game if you're just into that kind of zone However, I think that'll just about do it for us this week. So in the meantime, everybody, have a great week. Have a safe week, and we will see you next time. Bye.